Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus just once in a decade in a lifetime maybe the world of entertainment is disrupted and utterly elated by something entirely new. Good Lord. And now for something completely different. Good morning, good afternoon, good dawn, good dusk, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Just When You Thought You'd Had Enough Gorilla Cricket Podcast, podcast number two. Uh, we will be looking uh, in the future at renaming the podcast, but that's what it is for now. And uh, it seems that we have touched upon a raw nerve of people who want exciting, unprepared chat. We've had 189 downloads of the previous episode. I thought the world might have had enough of silly podcasts, but as Paul McCartney said, I look around. And me and I see it isn't so. Uh-huh. I am Gorilla Hendo, and alongside me, well, not alongside me, sort of with me, in front of me, all around me, coming out of my ears, uh, I have none other than not Fred Titmus. Hello. And beneath him, uh, but not not in a sort of uh, chronological way, um, or even in a sexual way, uh, it's Paul Grubby Howarth. Look at that beard. That beard gets more remarkable by the minute. Bless you, my child. That's all right. Now, 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 tell us. We we we. We pride ourselves on not preparing anything for these uh, particular little podcasts. But one thing that struck me is I can't, I, I, I caught myself watching a little bit of the 2013-14, or was it 2013, um, Ashes, um, with James Anderson taking five wickets. Bizarrely, bizarrely, although I find it difficult to watch recorded cricket at the moment, I couldn't remember who had won. And that, that well, is extraordinary, isn't it, really? It's just like you, Hendo, to be watching a series where England got stuffed. Uh, and choosing that out of the many oh hours no 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 of, no this uh, cricket there is on, on no YouTube. this was the this was the summer the summer when things went right before oh, the winter that when things went wrong it was before, yeah 2013 it was that summer and I found that I found that I actually had to watch this is about eight o'clock in the morning well, I put the TV on and I had to watch to remind myself who had won that particular game um, so I think that's the thing about gorilla well, cricket isn't it that's up to your excitement 
Well, it did, but I mean, and that's the first time that I've actually been able to bear watching any any sort of uh, cricket on TV. All this recorded stuff that's being put out, and all the recorded uh, commentaries of the World Cup from last year—it's just—it's just too early, isn't it? It's just—it just emphasises the fact that there is no real cricket going on. Is that, is that the way you guys feel about it? Well, I have noticed oh. a subgenre appearing on YouTube, um, which is Americans watching cricket and talking about it. And there's at really? least three separate. At least three separate people. There's a, a, a baseball pro, um, supposedly, who watches cricket and talks about the techniques that, that go into it. There's a couple of guys who sit in the studio just going, oh, every time a batsman gets hit in the head or in the knackers. Uh, and there's another Australian, uh, another American rather, um, who doesn't seem to know very much about cricket. And he goes, whoa, every so often when he sees something uh, on a ridiculous video. So I'm assuming they've decided to uh, look at where hits come from uh, in on YouTube and they decided that India is a market worth tapping. That last well, one, he goes, whoa, it sounds like he might be Danny Morrison. Oh, could no, he's be, not that it? bad, to be fair. It sounds more, the, 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 they, sounds they a bit more like Dick Emery, I have to say. <laughs> you are awful, but I like you. <laughs> I have to say that, whoa. Uh, or maybe a bit of Frankie Howard. I know, maybe that's what I'm thinking. What about, what about you, oh. Grubby? Have you, have you been uh, finding time to watch any recorded cricket? Yeah, I have. I've uh, been quite enjoying some of the watch-along. Um, but the interesting thing was the, the watch-along stuff on Sky um, of the mm. 05 series. Uh, and then remembering, of course, that we all watched that on Channel 4. So oh, yes. you're, you're watching it with uh, Bob Willis commentating. So, for example, the Harmison ball um, and just saying, and Harmison's got him out rather than Mark Nicholas going, Harmison with a slower ball, one of the great balls. And I, it, I, there was something off of when I watched it, and I, I remembered that's what it was. It was, it was the different commentary. So you're talking about the, the limitations of Bob Willis as a as a ball by ball comment, commentator. No, Arch. no, not really. No, I, I love I love Big Bob. Uh, loved, do you? still still do. Yeah, no, I do actually. And um, but it's just that I, I particularly enjoyed Nico's commentary. I think it was uh, it was one of the best pieces. He has his knockers, but. Um, he, uh, actually, talking of knockers, a lovely 70s word, isn't it? Steady, uh, knockers, steady. Knockers and ghoulies, I always think of particularly 70s words. And back to your American um, observers of, the, of our beautiful game, Fred, uh, just going, ooh, when someone gets hit in the knackers, they have to learn that convention is to laugh your socks off. That's, that's, well, um, makes me, that makes me think of a question, Fred, because you're a big um, follower of baseball. And, and whenever I've watched it, I've never seen a pitcher actually pitch one into the gonads of a batter. No, it doesn't happen, but occasionally people in the field get hit. Uh, there was one player who famously refuses to wear an abdominal protector and never has his whole life and caught a nasty one at third base, which is basically where you'd pull the ball. It's sort of mid-wicket. And uh, I have to say that his teammates um, did, did react in the way that cricketing teammates uh, tend to react. Um, so maybe it's it, a universal truth then rather than... Yeah, it is, it is. Oh, hang on, though, Fred. I mean, if you're fielding at third base, I mean, that's kind of like mid-wicket, isn't it, really? Or square yeah. there? I mean, you should, be hits... able to, you should be able to see that before, before being hit, shouldn't you? It does come off the bat pretty hard, you know, well over 100 miles an hour. So uh, if you're fielding in pretty close, you can, you can take a nasty one. But it's not like short leg, though, is it? I mean, when you get in at short leg and you get hit in the, in the gonads, that's a completely different matter. Because that's more about a yard away. Mm, well, I just think it sounds like bad judgment from him. Just didn't get his hands anywhere near it. Well, as he sails into the Hall of Fame uh, uh, the first time he's uh, available, I'm sure he'll make a note that Nigel Henderson of South London doesn't think he's up to much. Um, well, absolutely. I'll have to watch and in fact, to look if, at Not impressed. I will no. actually put a comment on that. I have to go onto YouTube, find it, and put not impressed. Because, uh, <laughs> really, if you can't get out of the way of a speeding ball from at mid-wicket uh, without getting your um, 
you mean you're knackered in a twist I yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's quite poor really it's poor technique above everything and i i really do hate poor technique as you know and do you well, use that very wording hendo a midwicket and b meat and two veg yes indeed <laughs> yeah, a mid-wicket, well, mid, uh, midships or midwicket something like that no 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 stick with that terminology and i think uh, that'll be a lovely project for you this evening well, it makes me chance that uh, Adrian Beltre will not understand a word you're talking about. It's probably Adrian Beltre. Well, I'll, go, I'll go and look him up. Um, so, um, what is the worst thing about no cricket? What is the worst thing? I, I ask you this question because tonight is the eve, as we're recording, uh, the eve of the 2020 blast, or what would be the 2020 blast. And tomorrow would be Surrey v Middlesex at the Oval. Crowd, 28,000 packed together, uh, drinking, enjoying the uh, fair on offer. Um, and that's why I can't really think about cricket at the moment, because when I do, I, I feel what we're missing. Um, you get a pang, do you? I get a pang, a very, very nasty pang um, in, in, in various parts of my body. Well, I'll I tell you, um, I tell you one, one bad thing about no cricket, apart from the obvious there being no cricket, of course, mm. um, is, is the sort of um, supposedly cricket stories that we have to put up with. So you, you know it's a, a slow news week when Chris Wokes makes uh, two big stories in a week. The first was when he went back to training, just him on his own, with his six balls that no one else is allowed to, to, to touch. Um, very stiff he was, apparently. He said uh, the first waddle to the toilet was interesting. So that's news this week. The second thing that featured Chris Wokes was, um, was him sort of uh, making positive noises about Alex Hales returning to the England fold. Um, obviously, he had, a, he, had a, he had that drugs ban and whatever else. And Woke said, well, if people have gone away for a time and worked on their weaknesses, they should be allowed a second chance. Um, should they? Johnny Bairstow? Well, it's a fair point. Although, just before we came on air, I did see some tweets going by um, of a story in which Owen Morgan was saying, uh, over my dead body, would he get in this summer? Were, were there the chance to? So I think he's been ruled out by... Well, I mean, do you think that Owen Morgan's becoming a bit like Dominic Cummings? He's a bit untouchable now, isn't he, having, having won the World Cup? Yeah, I, I mean, I find it amazing that he's regarded as this great cricketing brain. I mean, if you would have told me 15 years ago that Owen Morgan would be considered one of the great brains in cricket, I would have wondered what was going on, to be fair, um, because it, it, I, mean, I don't think he's an idiot, uh, if you're listening, Owen. Hi. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have put him as you know, the latest incarnation of Mike Brearley apart from some of his test record, in which he probably is the, the incarnation of Mike, really. Um, but it, it, Average of 23. You know, everyone looks up to him as... Uh, it's a bit like Michael Vaughan. You know, after 2005, everyone assumed that Michael Vaughan was an absolute genius. And it yes. wasn't until he, he started talking on the radio that we realised that the guy's an utter fool. Uh, and mm. basically, uh, whatever we thought about Duncan Fletcher, it must have all been Fletcher, because Vaughan is a complete <laughs> idiot, basically. Uh, had he never got well, on the radio... he does try to prove that on, a, on an almost daily basis. Well, he does, yeah. And I'm wondering if the same is true of Morgan, whether uh, the fact that we haven't heard that much of him talking about you know, cricket yeah. and... Uh, tactics uh, it, it may it may be a similar case with him but i may be yeah. underestimating old... sorry go on grubby i was just going to say what, what the, i'm just remembering the old richie quote about captaincy it's uh, captaincy is 90 percent luck and 10 percent skill but don't try it without that 10 percent and uh, one imagines that you know if you're if you're michael vaughan in the mid noughties um you've got a pretty decent set of players at your disposal uh, particularly the awesome foursome uh, bowling quartet who never played together again after that series, and so you do need um, you do need a bit of happenstance. Um, but you know he, he made some good decisions. He drafted Peterson in and dropped Thought. That must have been a difficult decision to make. But when I've heard him speak about it on those uh, endless retrospectives uh, about that series, um, the the main thing he appears to have brought to it from a kind of 
well, more from an attitude point of view. It's more of a, let's play with no fear. Let's have a pop at them, all this sort of stuff, um, which he, he sort of tells in quite reverential tones. Now, someone asked me, are you going to play it safe? Are you going to have a go? We're going to have a pop at them. We're going to have a pop at them. As if it was well, massive yeah, but thing. you wonder how many other England captains have said that over years and um, have come home with their tail between their legs or have been absolutely annihilated on home territory. Um, so as you're right, you know, you could adapt that Richie quote and say it's 90% luck and 10% having a great bowling attack. Um, which he did have, as you, as you point out. And, um, you know, a lot of successful captains. Uh, you, can't, you can't look at the list of successful captains and say, well, they had a ropey team. It doesn't happen very often. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know about Morgan. The, the truth is, something happened in those, uh, those years between the two World Cups, the absolute disaster that England had in New Zealand and Australia, um, and winning it last year. Um, so I'm, I'm prepared to give him credit for it until proved otherwise. I was going to say, if you, if you were to sort of uh, slag him off, you've not really got any danger of seeing him at Middlesex. I mean, he's rarely there, is he, these days? No, well, yeah, he plays the one-day games, and I don't go to those. Uh, that's the best thing about there being no cricket, is that there's no T20 blast starting tomorrow. Which is, Hang on well, a minute. Well, he was God-awful abortion <laughs> of a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> we went. We went to a game together. Or we met up at a game. Um, not, well, almost twelve months ago, I suppose. Which we was did. that very fixture. And it's Morgan true. was playing. So it's well, true. pretty much all uh, said is a lie. Well, I wouldn't have gone for it to it had I been paying for it. Let's put it that way. Well, <laughs> talking about uh, missing things you're missing at cricket. I'm was wondering. I mean, Grabby, I don't know when the last time you played club cricket was, but I mean, Fred still. Um, uh, well, he, he, he sort of pretends to go to Blenheim Palace every now and again and fall over a couple of times. Um, I, I'm wondering what, what you would be missing most about um, club cricket at this stage. I mean, we're almost into June, aren't we? I mean, you've probably probably got your first 50 by now. Yeah, um, probably be uh, giving my teammates a lovely big hug. Mm, oh, that's what you and, miss. Is that what you do you do that? Uh, well, I, when, I get, well, when I get my first 50, yeah. Well, well, when I'm they deserve giving... it. Before we came on out, uh, Fred and I were talking while we were waiting for you, Grubby, to get yourself into that wonderful position outside your kitchen. Um, <laughs> uh, we, were, we were wondering about this sort of thing. And I, I thought one of the strangest things that happened to me in, um, in club cricket was uh, getting into the showers and, 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 and suddenly realising that the, that the water that was cascading over my legs wasn't actually from the, from the shower itself, but was from a teammate pissing on me. Uh. Now, did that, did that, now, when, I, when I raised objections to this in about 1984, I think it happened. It's like, I, I haven't written it down. It's not in the calendar or anything like that. But <laughs> it struck me as, as, as a quite a strange thing to do. And when I, when I raised objections to this, to this guy, Peter Batley, if you're still out there, you know who you are. You um, yeah, exactly. Um, he laughed and he said, this is what everyone does, isn't it? So I, I suddenly thought, well, I better ask other people who've played um, club cricket. Does anything like that ever happen to you or? No, I, that, that would be indelibly and wrongly etched in my memory had it, had it happened. No, would that put you off not. playing club cricket, do you think, that sort of thing? Yes. Mm. It put me off playing club cricket with a chap called Peter Batley in 1984. <laughs> I, that much. Uh, I think, yet again, you've been, you've been the victim of... Uh, well, you've been singled out for particular abuse, let's put it that way, um, Hendo. And, I would, and it is it, it's not too late to see a psychologist about it. <laughs> but also, if you, you listen to, to some of... Freddie Flintoff's, um, you know, interminable stories about his playing career and what a rogue he was. The, the stories mm. that he's told on primetime television, well, mm. Sky One, about, um, you know, shitting in a Tesco bag and leaving it in a mate's um, car door. Oh, I hadn't heard that one. In oh, a yeah. mate's car door? Yeah, yeah and that, because and so, it, was, it, was, it was something that had escalated, you know, one had played one prank and then it had sort of gone there, they'd gone nuclear or he'd gone nuclear and done that. And um, it had been a really hot day. 
and this mate got in his car with his wife. And his right. wife, his wife reached into the pocket, and Ooh. yeah, she was the one who, ah. who, fell, who fell foul. Shall we well, say? I, well, I thought I didn't Disgusting. think my my story could be. Um, I've always had the story about um, Harry Pilling, which I've told to Gorilla listeners many times. I won't repeat it now because it's a bit too scatological. But um, these things obviously go on. These things go on in, in club cricket, um, yeah, and, and in fact, all forms of cricket by by the, the likes of it. Is that because At every level? Yeah, does this, is this because there's just so much time to fill? That, you know, idle hands make, what is it? Whatever it is, uh, the devil's I don't think it's their like hand that. that's making it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> know, you're probably right. The idle asses right to do. <laughs> uh, well, to move away from the scatological, the thing I'm probably missing uh, about club cricket, and I didn't actually play last year, although I haven't officially retired. In about a month ago, I thought I'd really like to be playing again. People uh, are really waiting for that to know, to know about that, Fred. I mean, they, they want to know how well, many more years you've got in you. I was a lot more keen than some of my teammates who I told about that, I will say that. But it's just hanging around with friends on a, on a warm Sunday afternoon. Um, in, in, I'm happy, lucky to play in a delightful location. What I'm not missing is particularly is, um, how can I put it, cheating umpires from the opposition, of which we seem to come across more and more over the years. And it just engenders more bad feeling because our umpires say, well, I'm not giving in because their umpire's not giving anything. Uh, and it just gets worse and worse. And this is people who should know better. You know, people have been playing for a few years. Um, but the thing about club cricket at the low level that I play, and uh, perhaps you play or have played at various times, is you always see something absolutely hilarious. Um, something funny happens in every single game that you can sit and chat about. I was reminded of a, a, a club I played for about 15 years ago. Um, there was a guy who, uh, a, lo- a lovely chap, he was coming to the end of his cricketing years, he was probably in his mid-40s, um, he'd lost all his hair um, as a young man in his 20s, and he started wearing a very obvious wig, which nobody talked about. It was, it was as though, um, you know, it just didn't exist. And the, the opposition would turn up and they'd take one strange look at him, and then again, not mention it for the rest of the day. Uh, but he was fielding a slip, and... Uh, the ball was edged down to uh, long leg. It was a windy day and he headed down to the long leg and his wig headed down to third man and something cracked and nobody could take it anymore. And for five minutes, people were rolling around on the floor, unable to contain themselves. Um, and they didn't want to laugh at him. They were laughing at the situation because he, he was a lovely bloke. Was and, it Weave uh, O'Shaughnessy? <laughs> he turned up next week uh, without the wig and he's never worn it again. Ooh. Um, so that was that was kind of sort of a defining moment in his life then i guess it was very much a defining moment in his life and i'm sorry to say i was one of the people rolling around on the floor laughing as we all were both teams you know both the umpires everybody except this poor chap um and it was never even spoken about well certainly not in his presence again it was mentioned about other people who were there i don't think i've you know you talk about that and, and there's all these books out there aren't there about hilarious things happening at in club cricket matches and and i can't really think of many of many funny moments. I mean, I'm sure, you know... Well, you were probably the butt of them. That's well, I possibly was. Yes, I, I understand that. But I mean, maybe it's because I played at such a, such an exalted level, Fred, where, where we took it so seriously that, uh, you know, that there was no time for humour. No time for humour, for goodness <laughs> sake. I suppose the most funny, funny thing is, is, is actually sweeping a ball to, to D back on square leg and been given out LBW. I think that, that probably takes the biscuit. And I think one or two people might have, might have uh, been quite amused by that. But, um, I bet you found that hilarious at the time. Henry. Oh, absolutely. And it was unbelievably, it was kind of my mentor from my cricket club who'd been the coach. And, uh, and, and he was bowling off breaks from round the wicket as well. Uh, and that's an extraordinary... Well, more chance of an LBW doing it. Your right armour, was he? 
Yeah, right arm off, off yeah, breaks. Well, but yeah, but yeah, it, right. you know, he's going wide. He was, quite, he was wide on the crease. There was no Classic way. Classic line from Fred Tittles, no that way. is. But... <laughs> well, probably true. Are uh, we going to go through all your LBW decisions now? Because this could be the longest uh, podcast in history. Um, well, I, th- I think probably, possibly the public want to hear about the most notable ones. No, though, obviously <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, but it, it gives us a chance to sort of segue on to um, the Weavo Shaughnessy's. And the Weavo Shaughnessy's are doing particularly well in the uh, Dick Weller Broad Auzap uh, Dice game trophy, are they not? Yep. Um, pulling uh, up trees, Paul. pulling up trees by their roots, and it's and so there. confident, so confident you have been that you, I couldn't believe it. I was listening to it on Saturday morning. Uh, your game against uh, who were you playing? Was it? It was it was the Beardy Bastards, wasn't it? It was, it was against Roger. McCann. Yeah, it was against Roger. And yeah. you and you were slapping it everywhere. You were slapping yep. it everywhere. It was like mm. uh, I don't know, factor fifty. Uh, it was going all over the place. Graham Gooch, ninety odd in no time at all. Ninety four and twenty two. Yeah. And then you declared. You declared. Yeah. You for the second but, game running. And, and, and ridiculously, that uh, cost you the chance of a bonus point, didn't it? Well, it did in the end, but I do think that um, it's a game where each innings should last no longer than about an hour, and we were just clocking up to an hour. I'd, I'd actually gone a bit further than I was going to. I was going to declare it 200, and I thought, Ooh, Hang on, hang on. Are you, trying to say, Grub, are you trying to tell me that you were making up your own rules? No, I, mean, I that's, think I was that's acting perfectly within the rules. That's not a good thing to be doing this week. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I think that's just a rule that's not been written. Uh, you you are creating out of the ether a rule and well, pulling it down for your own grubby, purposes. If you were, if you were worrying about uh, our listeners, that goes against the entire ethos of guerrilla cricket. Um, you know, we don't want to make things well, easy for them. We want to make it as uh, tough as possible. I had somewhere to be. Oh, the other, oh, the other thing, of course, is yeah, we want to make it as difficult as possible. This is exactly why we've got a third place playoff. I mean, if if you didn't, oh no, if, yes, we have a third <laughs> place playoff. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm I'm hoping that one of you will be involved in that because that will be fun. Um, now, I just should just say to people if they haven't heard of the Dick Weller Broad Auzat Trophy, and and judging by the viewing figures, I'm getting I'm getting a feeling that, that some of them haven't. Um, it is a wonderful uh, tournament of playing Auzat dice cricket uh, with a number of different elevens created by eight gorillas. And um, we, we, I suppose we're about, half, about halfway through the group stages at the moment. I think something like that. Fred, I think, is already gone, I'm afraid to say. I mean, his, his, uh, how the fuck did they play for England at 11 has been absolutely... Uh, well, they've lived, up, they've lived down to their name, really, haven't they? I've, p- I've picked the team to lose and they haven't let me down. Exactly, exactly. So I think um, you, you could be proud of your efforts, I think. Uh, I think it's gathering, it's gathering momentum. It's gathering momentum, though, Hendo. We had, uh, we had over 50 uh, watches on Saturday. 50 watches? Oh, oh, like, 55, we, we, zero. Get we, we, we're getting more. We're getting, I watched you on TV, actually. I, I watched it on... I, I put YouTube on my TV, watched you, and it was, uh, it was a marvellous thing to behold. Is it, is it a televisual treat? Oh, it was absolutely. I mean, yeah, people, people talk about, you know, um, big screen action, but that really was. It was, it was phenomenal stuff. And the... Uh, the fat fingers are fatter, obviously, on on a on a thirty-two inch screen. Um, I just I need to get one of those bendy um, HD of those bendy HD um, curvatured um, screen. Yeah, just to, to really appreciate that it's best. Uh, yeah, go on. Sorry for the, for those who are listening who who haven't watched uh, the Dick Weller Broad Alzac Trophy. Um, the fat fingers that Hendo's referring to is um, our very own bear is. Uh, he's chief roller, which is somehow appropriate. He roll he rolls the dice, so you get a close up of his uh, lovely, other things. Uh, his lovely paws. Uh, it does. Um, it does. And it's been the source of some controversy through the tournament, isn't there, with uh, question marks against some of the decisions. Yeah, a few missing frames, and that that always tends to 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 get us going. Um, anyway, let's move on and talk about um, what's likely to happen. I, I'm a little bit worried about the fact that um, that they keep making us try to go back to work um, when it's obviously not safe and people are dying, you know, in their hundreds and thousands out there. So um, the test matches are down. England West Indies from July the eighth. Will it happen? Will it happen? Gut feeling. Yes. Really? What yes. makes you say that, Fred? 
I haven't got a bigger gut than most of you, so uh, my gut feeling is worth more than the rest of you have put together. Well, I think that's pretty arguable. Um, I think I might be able to um, fight you on, on in that particular... Uh, well, we avenue. should make that pay-per-view. I think people would... Uh, <laughs> we can raise a lot of money for the, for the, appropriately enough, for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Yeah, we're a good, we're a good advert for that, actually. Well, your said, team right? is, certainly. Yeah. Well, yes, the yeah, my, my uh, the Fat Boys, uh, as leader of the Fat Boys. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, it's not that far off, um, July the 8th. It's a little bit over the, a month, and I, I, I haven't actually... Um, garnered the the courage to go out uh more and more than about um 200 yards from my house in the last eight weeks um that's so, to do more with with your mental state than the uh than the world at large uh, i i understood you've got more work during this uh, crisis than you have in the last five years so you uh, well, i did in. i was and now i'm down to three shifts in a month basically mm. that's basically it so that's uh, it's mm. Is a, what about all about you, um, Grubby, with your children? Have you been out playing in the park? And um... yeah, we take them to the park every so often. Um, we have to. We went up. Uh, so Emma, my missus, took Freddie, my eldest, um, on a bike ride, and I, I was going to take Bertie, the younger one, for a little kick around on, on Tooting Common. And we got up there, and I've never seen it so crowded. Oh no! So it's we, crazy. Had go, we had to go around the corner to Figs Marsh, if you know it, oh. where there was a little bit more. Space. Oh, I know. Yeah, hey? well, Figs Marsh. You, you run the, the risk. Sort of place they hold circuses. That's you run indeed, the risk uh, of being commentated on by that bloke who's looking out of his window and tooting. And, That's right. And commentating on everyday life. Is that you trying to muscle in on his territory? Do you know where he lives and see if you can uh, you can get commentated uh, on? You could go viral. Well, I did. I did my own version of football bowls, which I think I, I shared with you too. Oh, I did see a bit yeah. of that. Yes, yeah, yeah, I did see a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not bad. Well, I, I, I think it was wholly original idea. Like you should plug it to Channel Five. I'm sure they give you a whole series. Maybe at three in the morning, but uh, I'm sure yeah, well, I'll be all right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person who watch the, watches things at three o'clock in the morning. So, you know, um, well, there we are. I'll send it to be... you at three in the morning then today. <laughs> I mean, but hey, will it, will can it... I, go on, can, go I, on. Can, can I give you, um, can I give you another news story from this week? Oh yeah, go on. So again, just talking about the news you have to put up with, but I did notice that um, Sri Lanka have suspended their bowler, Shihan Madashanka, uh, for a drugs infringement. And you think you know drugs infringement, is it? A bit of yeah. marijuana in the pocket, is it? Maybe he's got a cheeky, cheeky sniff of cocaine or whatever. No, heroin. He heroin, yes. 2.7 right. grams of heroin. Now, that's <laughs> how you do it, Alex Hales, you amateur. Um, yeah. an interesting character. He, he, took, he took a hat-trick on his only one-day international appearance and, and hasn't played again, which makes you wonder. Well, he obviously uh, has his ups yeah, and makes you wonder. Uh, well, it makes yeah. you wonder what, what, you know, what he did that, that morning, really, doesn't it, I suppose, in, in, in a manner of speaking. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, the thing is, uh, we've got to think about this seriously from a gorilla point of view, though, haven't we? Not, not the drug side of things, but actually whether, whether we're going to be in line to be able to broadcast England versus the West Indies. Because, I mean, I, I've picked up so many germs from you people over the last five years that, you know, with this one, I, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a little bit worried. What can we do? What, we, we, can we stand outside? And do, if we do it outside, it'd be better, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. I suppose we, we could do it with two people in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, they're still in a little room, though, aren't you? I mean, I'm not sure. We'd have to open all the windows, wouldn't we? Um, There's only one window. Yeah. Uh, um, we could Zoom I mean, all windows in the house. Would it work on Zoom, do you think? Um, I don't know. There's a bit not of a delay. Well. I mean, not quite as well. It would be tricky, wouldn't it? I wonder what the... I mean, actually, we should put this out to the listeners and those people that download this podcast and see if they've got any um, great... That's uh, messy. Yeah, we needed to be statistically robust. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we you know we need to sort of have some social distancing um, recommendations uh, so that we can uh, be back as soon as possible bringing you actual live cricket. Uh, well, well I tried to 
I've tried to keep my distance from all of you, you know, for years now. So well, I yes, find exactly. that particularly difficult. That's true. There's probably few at this, on the basis that no one knows where you live and never ever goes to your your abode. You, you must, your place must be the the most hygienic. Um, well, it, you know, everybody, think, you know, it's no secret. I live in and around Greater London. I mean, that's just, there's no secret. In or around. Uh, in uh, and uh, around. In or around. Wow, that is a big place. <laughs> well, everyone's uh, got a second home, surely. They? Well, um, yes, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, so what do you think? World T20, that, that's going to be off in October. What do, you, what do you think would be the best time to play it? Apparently, if they, if they have it in February and March, it means that there'll be two World T20s within six months or so. That doesn't sound like a great idea, does it? It's pretty Maybe ludicrous wanna... having two in a year, which was, which was the plan anyway. Um, well, that's right. Bright, bright idea of just combining the two tournaments. Well, I don't think it's going to happen because, you know, India have presumably got, you know, um, uh, broadcasters to keep happy, as indeed of Australia. There was also talk they might put it onto the front of the ashes in 2021. I mean, we managed it, didn't we? We had a World Cup followed by the Ashes last year. I mean, you could have that, and then you would have to um, delay the Indian one to uh, 2022. Yeah, I, just I think, think smash those two tournaments together, the two 2020s, and call it, they could call it something ridiculous like T20 squared. Why? Well, for a new generation. I doubt that's going to happen because, um, without wishing to make boring points about business, they've sold you know contracts on the back of having a tournament uh, and another tournament. And it's one thing to delay it and have it at a later date. But to just basically cancel one tournament is going to, well, it's going to resort to you know vast litigation and all sorts of things that go along with that, so, which is so which no is happening in every sport, uh, you know, happening every sport, you know, TV contracts. Um, it, it, it's it's unfortunate. It's not any not anybody's fault. There's nothing anybody could do about it. But I just think they're going to try and have separate tournaments for those two tournaments um because of the you know the rights of the sponsors and and everything else that goes into it unfortunately although there is the there is a spanner in the works with the with india being threatened by the icc that they might lose that particular uh competition because of um tax problems anyone know anything about that yeah um no well again it's not gonna happen too much we're sounding too much like the other podcast you know talking yeah exactly but i mean i know know. yeah but uh, you know what i mean yeah there's always this jockeying that goes on before tournaments. You know, the, the, the Olympic Committee are experts on it, and so are FIFA, like about getting exemptions and, and, and getting people to bend over backwards, and sometimes literally. Um, I, I think, you know, the ICC particularly have wonderful media partners um, of a very, very high quality. Uh, and uh, I think it's very important <laughs> that, that, that they, you know, they are looked after and, and, and they are dealt with with professionalism and paid on time. And sorry, what was I talking about again? I can't well, talking, talking, talking about that, um, Fred, uh, and, and for those of you who don't get Fred's oblique reference, um, he and the bear um, <clears throat> were part of the ICC gravy train in last year's World Cup. And I, and I just wondered, Fred, um, I'm going to ask you directly, how, oh, could, you, could you, for the benefit of our several listeners, um, just dish the dirt a little bit on some of the famous cricketing names that you met. I'm thinking Clive Lloyd. Who else did you meet? Tendulkar, uh, Steve Waugh, Brian Lara, son of Gavaskar. Give us a little bit of an, an inside scoop, something uh, disgraceful about one or several of those people that our listeners can feast on. But I'm also sound, not, not slanderous, please. Uh, I'm going to sound like the biggest Hollywood lovey, but I, I didn't meet anyone unpleasant at any point throughout the tournament. I didn't go to all the games. I went to about eight games. Um, That's not what they said when they met you. I was sharing lifts with some strange people uh, over the over various tournaments in various grounds and the odd commentary box. Um, Colin Croft was an absolute diamond. And Clive Lloyd, you wonder about Clive Lloyd. He's soft-spoken. He's 
you know, generous to a fault. He's he's so um, seemingly so uh, um, friendly and pleasant and unthreatening. You wonder how he managed that team, um, mm. how he captained that team, which were, which had a reputation for being really really tough bastards, you know. And they played some very very aggressive, physically aggressive cricket. And you just wonder how, how to marry up the, the, the quiet, soft-spoken, easy-going chap, Clive Lloyd, with that battery of fast bowlers. You, you, know, you can look up on YouTube the, the uh, session that Brian Close and John Ettrich faced. Uh, I can't remember what ground it was. It was at the Oval in nineteen. Old Trafford, Oval, I think. No, I think it was Old, Old Trafford, Trafford, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, yeah. And there was a sustained barrage. And, and Clive Lloyd was there. And you're thinking, that's not the Clive Lloyd I know. <laughs> well, is he, it just is he, really is isn't one of those people who just likes to get other people to do his dirty work for him because he, you know, he'd been in charge of a, a team that, that was going nowhere, wasn't it? Until it, and they got stuffed by Australia, and that's when, um, you know, he decided to uh, resort to this uh, um, this pace battery, as it were. Yeah, well, L- L- yeah Lillian that... Thompson with the inspiration in part. Yeah, like absolutely. That. I was just yeah. wondering though, Fred, given that you also met Colin Croft, uh, I think after you'd met. Clive Lloyd, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. You could have yeah. grilled Croft, couldn't you, on, on how Lloyd managed that? I, I could have. Um, I only saw Colin Croft a the final. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got the lack of documentation to prove it. Um, <laughs> I was on uh, with Colin on air uh, at the end of the, uh, of the final, actually, uh, in the Super Over. Uh, and it wasn't really the time to bring it up. I don't like to talk about it very much, so um, no. Uh, the, the, com- the, the, the recordings are out there if you want to, uh, if, if you, you know, if you want to find them. But um, yeah, Colin also is another one who had a reputation of being a real hard bastard in his time, and uh, there's a lot in the West Indies who haven't forgiven him for various things that he did uh, when he was a West Indian cricketer and subsequent to that. Um, but again, a, a charming personality. You know, he comes across very well on, on TV and radio. Uh, he speaks pretty well of the game. Although I have to say. Uh, he, I don't think he's listening. Um, he's got a very 1990s mentality towards one-day cricket, where it, it's always a case of, uh, well, have a look in another couple of overs, have a look a bit later. Whereas nowadays, it's let's get the job done now and make it easy for, for the end. But uh, I don't think he's quite moved with the times. He's not on the Brendan McCullum school. He's more of the son of Gavaskar in, in 1975, back through the overs type mentality. Well, but uh, well, unfortunately, worst, I mean, Grubby... I was hoping I had no a rich, a rich. So what could be a richer scene than, I, than the indiscreet I, not Fred Titmus talking about famous people in less than complimentary terms? But it's I have no dirt to dish. I have no dirt you, to you, dish. Are you saying it's possible to us that even now? If it was, if there, is it not green room? Is there some green room stuff there? You know, sort of no, I, around. I mean, there is the possibility that, that Clive Lloyd had been so traumatised by being driven around the country by the bear. Um, uh, uh, that he may yes. have been shell shocked, so we didn't see him, uh, you know, at his robust best. But, Did he have uh, a face right. that looked a bit like Bishop Brennan after he'd been kicked up the arse? Pretty Taylor. much, yeah. And after that, it was no, I'll take the train, thanks very much. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you there. Sort of thing. <laughs> uh, I would never, but, I would never go further than down the bottom of the road in, in the bear's car. I mean, it, it's a terrifying. Absolutely I mean, not. Those, those, I mean, how anyone could actually go all the way to Ireland with him? I mean, you know. Um, even if even if the, even if the ferry had capsized, I would have thought I was in a better chance of living than actually being uh, near a wheel being uh, no, wielded no, by uh, the bear. No, and he, he drove up. He drove uh, the two of us up to uh, Bant Green in the Midlands when we went to interview Dougie Brown. It, that was all perfectly fine. That, that oh well, no, that, that's, I, I tried. To, I, I went with the more um, sedate um, Tony at the wheel. I think Grubby. I, I feel happy with that. Grubby, dish yeah. the dirt on Dougie Brown. Dish the dirt on Dougie Brown. Please. You can't. He's too nice. He's too nice. 
they're all too nice. It's not good enough. They're all too nice. That's the we need we yeah. need Chris Gale and uh, Rani Sarwan in a room together, and then we can have some fireworks. Did oh, you see that gosh. about a month yes. ago? Yeah. Uh, Chris Gale sitting at home, obviously with nothing to do, made a series of videos uh, about the various shenanigans going on with the Caribbean Premier League, uh, which is also, to be fair, you know, suffered uh, financially and um, well logistically from the uh, from the worldwide pandemic. But he decided to use one of those videos uh, to just slag off Sarwan for about forty-five minutes. And well, it's quite I mean, funny. And he's talked about it since, hasn't he? I mean, uh, he, he referred to him as evil, which I think is perhaps, you know, when you regard what's going on in the world at the moment, I think to actually call uh, Ram Norris Sarwan evil is perhaps pushing it a little bit far. But he, he actually repeated it, didn't he? When he was asked to clarify um, what he'd yeah. said, he said, no, I still think he's evil. Well, to is, be, um, I, 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 I don't know whether anything's being lost in translation, you know, idiomatic. You know, if Michael Jackson called you bad, that would be, that'd be pretty good. So uh, uh, who knows? Lenny but Henry called you wicked. Yeah, I was quite Im impressed with his uh, lucidity, and uh, I actually think he might be, he might be reasonable as a as a broadcaster when he finally hangs up his, well, not his running shoes because he doesn't move very fast, but when he when he hangs up his three 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 bat and shirt. I can't uh, imagine. I can't imagine Chris Gale being able to sit still long enough to sort of actually. Um, really, I think he commentate staying in a sitting position. Strength of his, I would have thought. I mean, who, who yeah. else would, I mean, who are the, who are the least likely commentators of the future amongst the sort of uh, people coming up to the end of their playing days, perhaps? Ian Bell. Ian Bell, oh no, he wouldn't be good, would he? Um, actually, when we were listening, who, sorry? Trotty. Trotty, I don't know about that. Oh no, Although, I think you'd be right. Uh, the reason I think about that is because when I was watching that 2013 Ashes game, um, Andrew Strauss was commentating and um, yeah, it, wasn't, it was still bad. bad. It was still bad. Yeah. Bad when you hear, hear it uh, seven years later, it was still pretty awful. He, he did well to get out of that game. I mean, he speaks well, yeah. very well, and by very well, I mean in a wholly sort of proper, um, like sort of boy that you'd be glad to introduce to your parents. Uh, you can almost even even when you only hear his audio, you can hear the tie around his neck. He was born in a suit and tie. Was Straussy? He's born for that sort of position that he's in. So he doesn't speak badly, but is he an interesting broadcaster? Probably not. I think there, was talk, there was talk that he was going to stand as a Tory candidate at some point, there was, wasn't there? Yeah. Thank God for that. Well, maybe, uh, maybe uh, not thank God for that, actually. Maybe he should have done. I've said this before, but uh, Stuart Broad, on the rare occasions I listen to interviews, and I've heard him interviewed, is perhaps the most lucid current cricketer yeah, I, I think I've well. ever heard. Uh, and not only does he talk wonderfully, he's quite incisive about what's going on as well. So I think he's a, a, an absolute... Cert to walk into a commentary box, so and he why, might actually is, be good. Why is he never captained England? Is it only because bowlers don't? Yeah, he, that. he's not got a great reputation for judgment on the field, but uh, he, he may be. A, <laughs> you wonder how how long it would take a Stuart Broad-led team to burn through their reviews. Probably by the end of the second over of a Test match. Or well, it depends if he was bowling or not. I suspect. Well, mm. if he had no one to run he it has by, got then it was, he has got better. Yeah. yeah, I think Jimmy Anderson. What I've heard of him has been quite good, but I, um, I don't know. I just think that someone like Chris Gale, there's just so much more out there for him um, in life. Yeah, know. but he can only so do one do at a time, can't he? Well, maybe not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I just think that you know, he'd be very difficult to get him to sort of be disciplined enough to come into a, a studio every day and particular time and well i will you know, say because he's having by his own timetable doesn't he having commentated in the west indies i think uh, that may be a general rule about uh, west indies commentaries um, in that um, rotors times and various things don't seem to have any effect you know you can say to somebody 
be there at 1.30. You're, you're, you're doing the next stint. And they haven't turned they up like, by 3 o'clock. They sound bit, like our sort of people. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it makes, it makes it sound like a gorilla cricket rotor, which is uh, probably, probably what it is. Uh, well, it anyway, is. I think we should, I think we should uh, tidy up there, really, chaps. I mean, I think we've, we we've shot the breeze for a little while, and um, hopefully we've been moderately entertaining, or at least... Um, uh, we There's always a first time. I suppose, yeah, we might just have chanced upon something that made you laugh or think or um, run screaming to the hills. Uh, so anyway, um, you can listen to actual serious podcasts made by Gorilla Cricket, the ones uh, that Knackle and um, Tony do, uh, which are, um, yes, uh, very much worth listening to. And uh, you can also join us for the um, Dick Weller Broad Trophy as it goes on up until, I think it's June the 19th, the final. So uh, there's plenty more. Fun. The next match is on the 31st when yes. uh, it's the Weavo Shaughnessy's again who are uh, blazing a trail. They're taking on the Ginger Dread Men. Uh, looking forward to that one, Grubby? Oh, very much so. It's my wedding anniversary, so what could be more apposite? Oh, that, that, that will go down well in the, uh, in the household, I imagine. Yeah, that's all right. She's on a promise later on. Of a all good right. meal. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so until the next time, which we're not quite sure when it'll be, but, uh, you know, we come together occasionally. Um, we're, we're just sort of like sort of protons rummaging around electrons and some, sometimes we bump into each other. Uh, join us again on the wonderful podcast that uh, we know as Youth. If you thought you'd had enough Gorilla Create Podcast podcast, join us again next time. Ciao. Here we go. Bye. So that was the innings of Brendan McCollum Scores lots of force cause he don't like to run them And here we are waving Brendan McCollum goodbye Whoa, 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 Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.